lighten the mood a little bit because we are talking about joseph ritzel we are ending it off i'm so fucking glad guys i'm gonna put a quick advisory warning on this episode um it contains many counts of rape and incest and i also apologize for not putting an advisory on the last two episodes new to this i completely forgot um i know some people are sensitive to this and it is a very heavy topic um I don't know how heavy it'll be in comparison to the last two, but I think it is, if I remember what I wrote. So anyway, uh, here's the episode, if you still want to listen. If you don't, we totally understand. I've been reading on this guy way too much. I have been taking too many notes on him, and I'm fucking sick of it. I, like, for a while, these things don't get to me. And after, like, just seeing this guy's fucking face so much and reading about him so much, I'm so tired of this. I, I don't... I, you know, I'm not the one, like, taking notes and doing all the research, like on this guy but i mean it's getting to me as well like this is it's heavy shit yeah fuck this guy he's disgusting he fucking sucks i said it before i say it again good for nothing he's nasty (laughs) he's no good Okay, so like we said on the last episode, it feels like it's been forever since we did the last I episode. Know. It's Has only it been a week. Long? No, it's because we did oh. like two bonus episodes in between, so it feels like I don't know. We just keep pounding shit out. We're being extra right now. Love it. Okay, so um, we said that we we're gonna pick up on this, uh, talking about Rosemary, what happens to her, pretty much, what happens to Kirsten in the hospital, um, what happens to Elizabeth Fritzel, and what happens to Joseph. Got a bunch of shit to uh, talk about here. You ready, brother? I'm ready. All right. So in the last episode, we left off with Joseph leaving his daughter, Kirsten, on his front doorstep. Uh, He called the ambulance and he watched as she was picked up from his window. Uh, Three hours later, Joseph drove to the hospital and demanded to speak to the doctors about his granddaughter, quote, unquote, that was just admitted. Then he showed the doctors a note that said he was... um, that he said was in Kirsten's pocket when she arrived on his doorstep. Which I really don't fucking get, because if you think about the logistics of this, he called the ambulance, he didn't go outside to speak, like, to them or anything, so I don't I don't get how that corroborates. He says he got the note from her pocket, so you just grab the note from her pocket, and then you fucking leave her out there for the ambulance to come and get her? <laughs> I don't get how anyone bought that story for a fucking instant. Stupid. It's dumb as fuck. So, yeah, that's just a big red flag there. Um, After this visit, Joseph was questioned by the police, but he stuck to his stories, and they soon left. On Monday, April 21st, Joseph received a call from the doctor. Uh, He said that Kirsten's condition had greatly worsened. She had suffered multiple organ failure and had been placed in a medically induced coma. Joseph was told that the mother had to be contacted immediately if there was any chance of saving Kirsten. So, as always, Joseph had no idea where she was or any way he could possibly find her. Since there had been no help from Joseph, uh, the ORF's Evening News broadcasted a story about Kirsten, urging her mother to come forward and help assist the medical professionals. So, um, he lied to the doctor saying that he had no idea where the mother was? Oh, yeah, he's been lying. He's been well, lying yeah, to but I was just like... Years. Yeah. I was wondering, like, what, how that was going to go yeah, down. Yeah, he was pretty much just him. like, oh, well, you know, I don't know where she well, is. I don't know I don't what know. I'm going to do. And, of uh, course, we know. He knows exactly where she fucking is. Yeah. So, uh, reporters would show up at the Fritzl house to try and talk to Joseph around this time, and he would just get fucking pissed. And he would chase them off of the property, <laughs> and, like, it's fucking ridiculous, right? <laughs> like, would, like a dog? <laughs> yeah, like, he would, like, it said, I read that he would belittle them. And then just, like, kick them off the property. So he pretty much just, like, was like, fuck you, dickwad. I literally, then, like, I literally just imagine him saying, like, fuck you, get off my lawn. Well, I imagine his German ass just like, <laughs> just fucking screaming. Well, I said German again. <laughs> Ever since you said Austrian that, I keep saying. Austrian or whatever. Yeah, Austrians. Next to each other. I looked at the globe. We I, have a globe now, guys. I figured this out. I got a globe. Hear it? I just spun it. He spun it. 
I spun it real good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you could just kept kicking everyone fucking off it. Everyone was confused because they were like, uh, you know, doesn't he want to, like, find out where his daughter is? Doesn't he want to get the word out there? And he was just like, get off of my property. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just imagining him chasing people and it's funny to me. I like, 100% think that he did chase people. No, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, it's it's funny, like, picturing that, but then also terrifying it's from terrifying the way he looks. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't want to be chased like by mad him. Man. I wouldn't want him to belittle me. I'd be fucking scared, honestly. Like, oh, he's terrifying. So, um, a few days later, the police asked each member of the Fritzl house uh, for DNA samples, and Joseph just kept making excuses as to why he couldn't give a sample yet he was like oh well you know i'm really busy and stuff when they were literally like they weren't trying to find out if anything like mischievous was going on they literally just wanted dna samples to try to find elizabeth yeah but he knew you know he was like well if i give him my dna i'm fucked so um when the rest of the family complied immediately i read that completely wrong (laughs) (laughs) that was my statement i didn't talk the way i wanted to okay elizabeth um was given little to zero knowledge about the condition of her daughter out in the real world so she's just sitting here in the cellar like wondering if her daughter's alive or dead how um and how old is joseph now joseph is 73 years old 73 years old yeah yeah. so he's a he's on his way out yeah yeah he's pretty fucking old and this was in 2008 just for a friendly reminder to everyone that this was not that long ago and this can still fucking happen it still probably is happening yeah it probably is there was another kid well we talked about before two years before this mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking insane and i'm not laughing at that at all i'm laughing at how fucking idiotic people are and how no one notices that people are trapped fucking crazy um so where were we So, Elizabeth continued to watch television. She saw news of her daughter's condition and the ongoing search for herself. Imagine looking at the TV and just seeing yourself on the television. Like, your your picture, like... Yeah, like, hey, where are you? We're looking for you. And, like, you want to be found and you want to, like, come forth. Because not even, like, that they were looking for her because she was, like, running away or, like, you know, missing. Like, they were like, hey, come help your daughter. Saying she's an asshole mother and stuff. So was she still chained up all this time? No. She was chained up for the first nine months, and Fritzl actually denies that. He says that never happened, but he's a fucking liar. Yeah. Dude's a fucking liar. When her father came back to check on them, Elizabeth pleaded to be let out, if only even temporarily, to save her daughter's life. At this point, Joseph had no other choice, because he was fucking old at this point. He knew that he was going to fail pretty soon. So, even though uh, Joseph agreed to this, he made Elizabeth promise that she would keep the illusion that she was off in a cult for the past 24 years and that she had abandoned her children. Wow. It was pretty much just like, I'm gonna let you out, but tell everyone you were in a cult. Make me look like the be- the good guy. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking Fuck you. When Rosemary and the upstairs children were gone from the house, Joseph let Elizabeth out of the cellar after 8,516 days of captivity, along with her sons, Stefan and Felix. Rosemary came home and saw the three strangers inside of her house. Apparently, Rosemary and Elizabeth immediately like fell into tears and hugged each other, and Stefan and Felix kind of just stood there, like, scared you- and silent. Dude, could you imagine, like... Because Stefan and Felix have never They've been never out of the cellar. They've never seen anyone. They've never seen anybody. Except so for like, their mother and their father. That is so crazy. Like, can you imagine them seeing, like, a whole nother world, like... Yeah, like, they're literally standing there and they see Elizabeth, like, their mom, like, run into someone and start, like, yeah. hugging them and crying. They're just like, uh... What is going on? Yeah, they don't even... They crazy can't even comprehend what's probably, happening. yeah. Crazy. That's, like, absolutely insane to me. Um, Joseph and Elizabeth arrived at the hospital. She was questioned about Kirsten's illness and really nothing more because, uh, Kirsten's illness was the most important subject at the time to the doctors. Mm -hmm. They weren't, they were like, you know, we're not police. This isn't our job. Like, I just need to know how to save this woman. She gave what little information she had and just rushed to leave. Immediately after Joseph and Elizabeth left, police were called and they were apprehended at hospital gates. They were both brought in to be questioned separately and police were more concerned with Elizabeth than they were of Joseph because they were still under the the assumption that she was an unfit parrot who had just abandoned her children. Yeah. The police tried to question Elizabeth, who was scared and blankly staring at the wall. When she did speak, she stuck to the story that she had been off in a sect for the last 24 years. 
that she had to give up her children and that her daughter Kirsten became gravely ill and she had to abandon her on her father's doorstep to get the help she needed. Holes began to appear in her story, pieces didn't add up, and police knew the story was not real. They asked Elizabeth what was really going on, and this was after like a few hours, it wasn't like within a few minutes. Yeah. Um, and after the police promised her she would never in her life have to see her father again, she told her, I mean, she told them the truth. So over the next two hours, Elizabeth explained to the police the torture that she had gone through over the past 24 years. And I'm not really going to repeat any of this because we pretty much talked about all of it in the last yeah. episode. But imagine being those cops just like hearing that. Hearing that and then imagine being her just finally telling somebody like after this long, like finally like yes he's getting fucking caught like and can you imagine telling someone that entire story of your past 24 years in a matter of like 10 15 minutes no like like uh, she's explaining like more than our entire lives in like 10 minutes i wonder what what joseph was thinking this whole time he i don't think he cared i think he wasn't worried i think he was just like no she's gonna adhere to my will and i'm gonna be fine he was a cocky he was a cocky asshole Attention was now turned to Joseph, who was in a separate interview room. When questioned, he refused to speak, said he was sorry, and that he wanted to be left in peace. Literally, that's what he said. What? He was just like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, uh, Le- leave, leave me alone. Leave me alone? Yeah, like, what the fuck, Look at dude? jackass. I fucking hate this guy. Uh, he soon confessed to his crimes, though he maintained that there was no force involved, and that his relationship with his daughter was consensual. He stated that he imprisoned his daughter for her own good to keep her safe from drugs and bad company. Joseph was said to be completely unfazed when explaining what he had done to his daughter. Those were, like, literal quotes from him, too. I have no... I Like, I. the only thing I can do is shake my head at this guy, like... I have so many quotes to give you, like, later on this episode, too, and you're gonna be fucking baffled. The stuff that comes out of this guy's mouth, like, he is repulsive. So, on to the next one. Joseph was asked what would have happened to his prisoners if he had an accident and possibly died on one of his many vacation trips. Joseph's reply was simply that he had set an alarm that would open the doors to the cellar after a certain amount of time. This was proven to be bullshit. Joseph was then made to sign a written confession, submitted to a DNA test. Finally, he couldn't just say no at this point, because fuck you. (laughs) Uh, This would prove that he was the father of all of the upstairs... And downstairs children, and he was taken into custody. Elizabeth and her son, Stefan and Felix, were taken to the hospital for medical evaluations. As Elizabeth had spent 24 years without seeing a doctor, and her children as well their entire lives. Stefan and Felix were terrified of the strange policemen that arrived to pick them up, as they had never seen anyone other than their mother, father, or fucking anyone, whatever just said. Uh, they were at first terrified to get into the car. Like, could you imagine that? Can you imagine seeing a car being like, what the fuck? Dude, never being in a car and then just having to get in one. I like, know. I like, would freak out. These I, poor like, kids, dude. Yeah, like, I feel so fucking bad for them. So they'd never seen a car before when they got in one. And they were soon in awe, actually. Like, they were having a good time. They were, like, looking around. Because they'd seen cars on TVs on the TV oh, before. So they knew what cars were, but... They didn't think they were real. They were told that everything that was on the television was make-believe. So I wonder what they... Or if maybe, like, Elizabeth had, like, kept them from seeing her search on the television. Like, I think the she search did. for her. She I kept she them did. from seeing it. Yeah, because she... I wouldn't w- doubt it. She kept... She kept, she like... She always she was reminding them yeah. that this was normal. This is She normal. maintained composure through this, at, like, for her children, 100%. Yeah. He smells like shit. They all <laughs> suffered from defective immune systems, papery white skin, and acute vitamin D deficiency. Stefan was now 18 years old and was about 5'9". He was never able to fully stand up in the cellar, which was about 5'5". Five five. I think we might have mentioned that in the last episode. I we did, yeah. I don't remember if I talked to you personally about that. Or yeah. We did talk about that? No, yeah, okay. and it was, in the, it was in the previous episode, too. Okay. Well, he developed um, issues with his motor skills. He had trouble with spatial awareness. And all of them had to wear protective goggles for a good while until their eyes would adjust to natural light. They were oh also prescribed God. with the most powerful sunscreen available <laughs> because they their skin was just like fucking braille. Oh my God, dude. I said braille, I meant that frail. That is intense. <laughs> braille. <laughs> <laughs> they were touching the little circle things and uh, 
fuck their skin up. Um, when <laughs> Rosemary learned the truth of what actually happened to her daughter, she suffered a nervous breakdown and was hospitalized for weeks, unable to be questioned by police to find out if she had any knowledge of her daughter's abduction. Soon after Rosemary returned from the hospital, the entire family was set to meet each other and reunite. Rosemary hugged Elizabeth, said she was sorry, and sobbed. She stated that she had no clue she was trapped under the house, and Elizabeth stated that she never wanted to see her father again. And I know this might sound a little confusing because we said that, you know, they met earlier and cried and whatnot, but this is when she first met her with the knowledge that she was trapped yeah. in the cellar. Because before so she it's... was just like, she thought she just came home from the cult and she was yeah. like, oh, I'm happy like, to I'm see happy you. Like, I'm happy to see you. Yeah. And then now it's this very traumatic. Now, yeah. And this was after she got out of the hospital because she was actually hospitalized for, I think, about two weeks. Um, Rosemary? Yes. Okay. After her nervous breakdown upon finding out what happened. Um, it's also worth noting that over the years, every time Elizabeth was mentioned when company was over, um, Rosemary would become extremely upset and leave the table. And it was noted that she was never seen crying. I think they were kind of saying that, like, kind of pointing towards she knows. But I, I don't know. I see it two ways because I feel like it could also be, like, the way I fucking cry. Like, when I'm in public, you know, like, I just, yeah. I walk away from the situation and I go like cry alone and no one sees it and no one is aware. That's how I am too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It could have been that. I feel like it could have been that. Um, Elizabeth was overjoyed to see her children that were taken from the cellar to live upstairs because this was her first meeting with them since they were taken away like years and years ago. It was said that the reunion was a very happy occasion without feeling like forced in any way. Like everyone was just really happy to see each other. So I have a question for you right now. And this is going to be talked about later, like at the end of the episode, after we talk a little more. But do we think Rosemary knew about Elizabeth's abduction? Like at this point in the story, how do you feel? At, at this point in the story, I I don't. I don't feel like it. No? No. I don't feel like she knew. Okay. Okay. And why do you, why do you say that? Um, Just... I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm looking at it from like as a mother perspective. Like, how could you like possibly be okay with that? But then that doesn't make sense because look at what her father did. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't feel like she knew anything about it. I don't know. She seemed like before we said like she was naive and kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, she was probably just like, oh, okay. We're, uh, and then just, just noted, uh, we're not calling victims stupid. <laughs> and then again, yeah, sorry. Maybe and a then, little bit. <laughs> and then again, um, Joseph was very controlling and very um, manipulative. Yeah. It's and hard. so he probably had her mind like warped. Yeah. Already. It, it's really hard to believe that you know, like someone wouldn't know that there was a person living under their house for like. I mean, like. Even a year seems baffling to me, but 24 years, it's hard to believe just like with how often he like brought barrels of food this... into the cellar and stuff. And I mean, Rosemary was seen in the cellar like one or two times, but not like, you know, cellar, cellar, like because a few people did go into the cellar, like family members. They just didn't go all the way in. They just saw like, you know, part of it. Hmm. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like as a mother... I mean, I don't know. If I'm not a mom. I don't have boobs. <laughs> Caleb's my mom. I'm not claiming to have boobs, guys. But <laughs> if I did have boobs, I feel like I would just have, like, some kind of sense that there is a person, like, you know, or people near you. Like, I don't know. You know when you just walk in somewhere and you yeah. just get that weird sense? You're like, yeah. something's off. No, I feel, like there I feel would that, be... too. As of right now in the story, I would say no. Okay. But, I mean, I'll... Might change my mind, never know. Eh, okay. Uh, I just wanted to ask that real quick, get your take on that. Um, so in his cell, Joseph was asked by the Amstetten, uh district governor, how do you think your family will ever overcome this trauma? To which Joseph replied, I do not think it will be in this town or even with a change of identity. Joseph was 100% aware of the pain that he caused to his family, felt no fucking remorse at all. Uh, when police had finally gone to inspect Joseph's dungeon, he had brought back. He had to be brought back to his cellar because his cellar was way too complex for the police to open without his assistance. There were so many doors and like codes and a bunch of like weird shit, which is baffling. Like even when I look at like the pictures of it and stuff, I'm like, how? How did he have this many like doors and stuff everywhere? And like, oh, and how did he build that by himself? Like, it's fucking crazy. He had a lot of time on his hands, just <sighs> scamming people and 
doing stupid shit and taking lungs Going out into and debt doing, and yeah, <laughs> taking and like, vacations and fucking hookers and getting his dick sucked. Dude, he's fucking ridiculous. Sucking Pol- other dicks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> sure, he took a lot of stuff in the butt. Not in a good way. <laughs> if bad other, one. If other people do it, it's, it's a good way. I'm okay with it. Joseph Fritzl butt stuff? Off bad the table. Bad stuff. Don't do butt stuff with Joseph Fritzl. You're going to have a bad it, time. You're gonna, you're gonna have, have a bad, bad time. If you French fry when you're supposed to pizza, <laughs> you're, gonna you're gonna have, have a, a bad, bad time. time. <laughs> Police were cautious when they searched the cell, <laughs> fearing that it may have been booby trapped. So it's like a, it's like a fucking like pirate ship or something. I don't know. It's, what? Pirate ships are booby trapped. Are they? No. <laughs> I was like, where are you getting this information? Pirateship.com. Have you ever been there? Pirateship.com forward slash booby traps. <laughs> oh, before being taken back to his jail cell, Joseph showed them the electronic codes for his seven doorways, including the 660-pound steel and concrete door, leading to the secret area that Elizabeth had remained in for the duration of her imprisonment. Inspectors were only able to search the cellar for about 30 minutes at a time, as it was extremely small and cramped and had little air to breathe. Uh, It was described, and fucking no sunlight at all because there's no windows anywhere. It was described as a scene from a horror movie. Another inspector was quoted saying, There are few things you just don't want to see. The fewer pictures you have in your head, the better. The next morning, stories of Joseph's disgusting crimes were all over the news. Upstraza 40 was a very well-known building, and just about every resident had walked by the building at one time or another because it was it was like right by a town square, pretty yeah. much. A few short hours after the story coming out, a sign was posted outside of Upstraza that read, Why did nobody notice? It, like, it kind of makes you think, you know, like how many houses have we walked past and how many houses have we walked past that, like, have people like elizabeth in there you know it's fucking like, that's, chilling it's it is very chilling when i read that that sign said why did nobody notice like even when i read it again right now no even yeah I, I, got, before, I got chills it put chills down my spine even just repeating it right now like it's terrifying that's yeah it's fucking but they not in my stomach it's crazy every reporter and by the way if you guys are still listening you wanted this <laughs> I gave you a warning this, this is time. This the content you came for. <laughs> so enjoy it. Don't enjoy it. Cry. I cried. I didn't cry, but I'm I'm gonna like later. Have, <laughs> I'm gonna after. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> after studying this for three weeks, yeah, I'm gonna break down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna smoke a cigarette later. I'm just gonna be like, God, fucking damn it. <laughs> Yelling at the sky. <laughs> I, I do it often, but, you know, <laughs> every reporter in town wanted an interview with anyone who could give them the slightest leak of information. The only member of the Fritzl family who was willing to speak to the press was Jurgen Helm. And I'm just going to say, Jurgen Helm, you're a fucking dick. Like, if no one in the family was speaking, this guy wasn't a, he wasn't, like, family family. He was married to Gabrielle Helm, which was Elizabeth's younger sister. So this guy pretty much just talked to the press, like, to try to get, like, some fame or money, I'm assuming. Okay, yeah. Because when you go on, he told the press that uh, he had lived at Joseph's house for about three years. He had even gone into the cellar a few times, though he had no idea that Elizabeth was living a few meters away. A few hours after the interview, a sign was posted on their lawn by Gabrielle, Elizabeth's sister, that said, reporter's not welcome. And this was a few hours after he gave that interview. So she was obviously fucking pissed. Yeah. She was no, like, are you be... fucking kidding me? Like, you're talking about my family at this time? Like Divorce immediately. Yeah, fuck Jurgen. Like, I, I don't even care. What kind of, wait, what kind of fucking name is Jurgen in the first place? I don't know. Like they, Jurgen? They all have weird names in Austria, but I guess, you know, it's just different culture. No, fuck him. Yeah, but fuck, fuck Jurgen. Fuck his that, name. That dude's an asshole. Like, I, I don't know the backstory to this. I don't know. Maybe Gabrielle was, like, forgave him or whatever, but fuck Jurgen. I'd be pissed. Um, on Tuesday, on the next Tuesday, Joseph had to be presented in front of a judge. He made certain to shield his face from photographers. Like, if you look at videos of it, he literally is holding a three-ring binder, and he is shielding his face from the direction that the cameramen are standing. And it pisses me off, because he's always just so open, like, after he got caught, he was always just so open about saying what he did around people, but then, like... And then now he decides to be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he is such a piece of shit. He is so fucking, like, just... You could just tell he's ashamed of himself because he has no emotion. He just walks straight to where he needs to go. Doesn't say shit. Even when he's sitting, he's just covering his face with a binder. And they also, uh... 
I didn't write this down anywhere, but uh, they dubbed him a uh, Daz incest monster. Mm. So that was pretty much all over the fucking newspapers with his disgusting ass picture. So uh, the same morning, the newspapers revealed that Joseph had a previous rape conviction and had served jail time previously, like 15 years or no, not 15 years. This was like, this was probably like 40 something years yeah. ago at this point, I think. Yeah. Cause she was in the cellar for 24 years. It might've been like 45, almost. Fi- yeah, yeah. It was probably like 45 years. Um, what was I? Uh, the apology. <laughs> the apologized. The authorities <laughs> apologized for not not having this knowledge. <laughs> the apologies <laughs> authorized. <up. laughs> I, I stutter. Okay, I have problems. <laughs> it was also officially confirmed on this day that the DNA results had come back, and he was in fact the father of all six children. They had also, and I'm, I mean, like Big Wolf. Everyone already pretty much fucking knew that. It's yeah. Pretty obvious at this point, but it was confirmed at this point. They had also ruled out any possibility that Joseph had an accomplice, as it was proven that no one else had been in the cellar. Police were also now exploring charging Joseph with murder by failure to act for the death and rid of Michael's three-day-old body, which, if you remember, was the twin. Yeah, one of the twins that um, had respiratory failure, right? Yep, and he threw him in the furnace. Threw him in the furnace. Furnace. In the furnace. (laughs) In the furnace, yeah. Dude, I need to get a new furnace. Where do they sell furnaces? Is there a furnace store nearby? <laughs> Can I find one at Home Depot? <laughs> furnace Depot? <laughs> Hello, do you have furnace? <laughs> I would like one large furnace, please. Can, can I get it boneless? <laughs> <laughs> large boneless furnace. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> In jail, Joseph had much more than Elizabeth ever did. He had three square meals a day with fresh fruit and vegetables, a comfortable and clean bed with clean sheets, a television, a radio and stereo set, a table with two chairs, and a plant by his window. I'm disgusted. So honestly, this guy was living living like pretty fucking lavish for this situation. Like, that, that pisses me off. He had a plant by his window? Like, seriously? What is... Why the fuck is that necessary? Why should he even be allowed to be in charge of a plant life? Like, you should give this guy nothing. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm so angry. It was said that he spent 23 and a half hours a day in his cell because he was constantly being threatened to be killed by other prisoners. Word soon got around to other prisoners that Joseph had harbored and raped his daughter. There was immediately a price on his head. Because the other inmates wanted him fucking gone. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten murdered yet. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, Joseph, no, like, even him just, like, him just being there for two weeks, like, I wish he just got stabbed the fuck up. Yeah, no. Like, immediately. Like, I wish he suffered. Slit his fucking throat. No, no. No, that's a slow death. I want it slower. <laughs> true (laughs) like fuck that guy joseph now finally realized he needed a lawyer he contacted a man named rudolph mayer meyer maybe one of those two who was known for defending i'm just i'm probably gonna switch around (laughs) who was known for defending notorious criminals in austria with one being the austrian black widow i am not going to pronounce this right go for it alfred blonsteyer Blauensteiner? Blau, Blauen. Blauens, Blauensteiner? Blauensteiner, yeah. Is that Alfred? Is that just supposed to be Alfred? Elfried? It's a female. I think it's Elfried. Elfried Blauensteiner, who was accused and convicted of poisoning seven elderly men, one including a previous husband. Rudolph said that his first meeting with Joseph was like a bonding experience to him, and that he had not sensed any, and I quote, negative aura from him, like other criminals and car thieves he had previously represented. What? Yeah, yeah, go go for it. His go for it, aura? Are we fucking joking right now? This is not a joke. This is quoted from the lawyer. Oh. This dude literally just represents scumbags, and he was like so... He, He's a scumbag. Yeah, every, every quote from him, he just... Like, I know you're his lawyer and you're defending him, but first of all, don't defend him. Second of all, he praises him like so much. He's like, oh, he's a cool guy, pretty much. Like... I'm f- galaxy brain right now, dude. Like, are you serious? His aura, no negative aura from him. Like, literally. And he said, like, car thieves and criminals. How do you compare? 
Like, this is somebody who should not be working in law. Is, those those two things are not even in the same realm. No, they're not even in. No, not at all. Not dude. even fucking close. <laughs> it makes me so angry. I hate everyone in the story. In May of 2008, a local newspaper printed an interview with the actual nurse that Joseph had been convicting of raping 41 years earlier. Okay, so that's what it was. We're close. Yeah. We're close. We're in the ballpark. She is only identified as Frau M. Like, understandably, and, she, yeah. she does not want people to know about this. Frau said that she saw a report with a picture of Joseph and immediately recognized him as the man that raped her and threatened her life, which is fucking crazy. Like, 41 years later, she said she saw him, like, on... A, what was it on television? She just, I don't remember if it was on television or newspaper, but she saw him and she immediately recognized him and called that, the police. I mean. And she said she saw, she noticed immediately from his eyes. I've never, um, like, been in that situation. I'm sure you, rem- you, you remember. You would never forget a face. Yeah, you, you would never forget. forget that face. Like, like, I usually don't even forget faces of people I don't know. Like, yeah. Something like that, like, if she saw his face, yeah. She said she knew from his eyes. Yeah. His That's, crazy fucking eyes. Yeah, his eyes are terrifying. His eyebrows, Jesus. Joseph's lawyer now... I'm surprised she didn't notice him from his eyebrows. I know. I feel like it would be like, oh, those there are the eyebrows. Those are it. Those are some pretty distinctive eyebrows. No, yeah, yeah. They're very distinctive. I've never <laughs> seen them before. Like, have you? No. I don't think... I've, I hope not. Like, when I first saw that picture, like, I was talking to a uh, friend, Maddie, earlier, and she was talking to me about how she listened to the episode, and she was like... I was like, did you look at the picture of him? She was like, yeah. He was like... he. He doesn't even look real, like, when I look at a picture of him. He looks like a monster. And I agreed, because I'd never said that, but I was like, you're fucking right, because every time I look at that picture, it looks fabricated. Like, it doesn't look like a real person. It looks like a fucking demon, almost. Yeah, no, he looks like a fucking monster, dude. He's terrifying. He literally is the devil, like... He is fucking terrifying. So, Joseph's (laughs) Joseph's lawyer now announced that his client was no longer speaking to police. He said that Joseph was very angry that police had accused him of murdering his son, Michael, due to neglect and failure to act. Uh, Newsflash, Joseph. You did. You neglected and you failed to act, Joseph. So, get the... Pepper. Thanks a lot, Pepper. (laughs) So, get the fuck over it. Joseph pulled a pouty crybaby poo-poo pants, and refused to cooperate with authorities any further because of this 100% true accusation. Lawyer Rudolph, fuck you, Rudolph, the red-nosed asshole, constantly received vile letters and death threats. This didn't seem to phase him, though, because he already was used to receiving threats because he always represented shitty people who totally did what they were accused of. This guy should get his licenses taken away. Technically, though, I mean, like, if he gets his clients off, that's quote-unquote, like, considered a good lawyer, but... But, I mean... (laughs) I don't know. You have to be a pretty big fucking scumbag to represent this guy, in in my opinion. In my professional opinion. (laughs) Back at the hospital, Elizabeth and her children were trying to cope with their new lives and all the information they had to take in. Uh, They needed to be left alone, but that really wouldn't happen. The hospital had an anti-terrorism force, and this is when the story starts to get crazy. Like, this is all fuck. Like, it irritates me. It shows you how shitty reporters are. Yeah. And how fucking much they will do. Um, The hospital had an anti-terrorism force strapped with thermal imaging night cameras as well as guard dogs and, like, fucking actual guards everywhere. Over the course of a few days, 17 photographers were arrested attempting to capture a picture of Elizabeth Fritzl. One particular photographer attempted to sneak into the hospital wearing a hospital... Guys, grow up. Shoot. They weren't wearing a hospital. People, people make mistakes. I just said people, so I mean... Grow up, guys. Like, she wasn't... They weren't wearing a hospital. She, she snuck into a hospital. Grow up. I, I didn't even say... You're accusing me of stuff that I never did, and that makes you bad viewers don't you put that evil on them. slash listeners because you're not viewing i'm putting that evil on them ricky bobby don't you put that evil on them so uh they try to sneak into the hospital wearing a police uniform another wore a camouflage gear and tried to this is like this, this is, is like so a car- extra this is like dude. a cartoon scene another wore camouflage gear and tried to take a long range shot from the top of a tree facing the hospital and both were caught and arrested. So I want to know how that guy was caught and arrested. Because, like, did they climb a did tree? Did he or fall did... out of a tree? Like... I, I feel like he had to have fallen out of the tree. Because how else would you catch him? Unless they, like, you know, <laughs> no, they would have had to either notice him on the cameras. Like, maybe that happened. But he was trying to take a long range shot. So I'm thinking, like, he had to have. He fell. 
either he fell or the police are just standing at the bottom of the tree like, hey, no, they're just, you'll get down they're here. just standing and they just looked up. They're like, what the, wait a th- minute. Is that a, that's a person. <laughs> they were like, hey, get uh, down here. And, and then he fell. And then he fell. Like, oh. So at some point, this guy, he fell out of a tree. Like, that's that's my only explanation <laughs> for this. Idiot. I fucking hate this story. Like, it is so outrageous. Officials begged everyone to leave the Fritzel family the fuck alone. Like, pr- like they literally just, like, went on air and they were like, please, leave them Stop, alone. Yeah. Like, they are in a bad condition. They are trying to get help. And you guys are fucking this up. But that really didn't do too much. Um, several, so. yeah, Several families that had balconies facing the hospital had rented their balcony out to photographers for large sums of money. Are you kidding me? That is how fucking crazy. This is why this, this is fucking ridiculous. This is why this story started pissing me off. And I was like, I'm, I can't wait till this episode is over because I was getting pissed at what people were doing in this. I was like, are you kidding me? It is so fucked. Fucking animals, dude. So fucked. A male nurse was also caught attempting to sell a cell phone, which had a picture of Elizabeth to a magazine for $442,000. Oh, my God. So, like, basically half a million. After this instance, all employees that had access to the family's room were banned from carrying cell phones or cameras of any type. Elizabeth and her children would sometimes wear disguise to allow them to leave the hospital and go to the park or watch a movie, as this was the only way they could live without being attacked by the press. Okay, not only are Elizabeth and her children already, like, severely traumatized from what happened to them. They have to wear you, disguises They have to, to wear house. disguises. Like, they are stuck in their trauma because of this. This like, is hell. All of this, this is, is so outlandish. bad. Like, I imagine just a dude just sitting in a tree, like, being a wacky motherfucker falling out of a tree, and then, like, Elizabeth and her kids, like, leaving in, like, a trench coat and, like, or, like, looking like Avengers. Yeah. You know, when they're trying to go out in public, just, like, wearing a hat or something and and sunglasses. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like, the lengths that they have to go through just to try to be normal after not being able to be normal for, like, two decades is just, is so irritating. Joseph was now in solitary confinement after being threatened with death by his normally calm cellmate. After Joseph had reportedly very, very calmly bragged that he had imprisoned his daughter and made her a sex slave. So he pissed off a dude that didn't give anyone every, any problems at all yeah. in prison. A dude that literally just sat around and was like, and this guy was supposed to be responsible for Joseph too. He was like pretty much there. Like he was watching him to, to like, make sure he didn't kill keep himself. Keep him safe. Yeah. yeah. And then he pissed him off so much that he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. That's how terrible this guy is. Joseph was begging his wife, Rosemary, to visit him. And she refused. He was now receiving letters from women showing him affection, claiming love, that he was simply misunderstood and sweet at heart. I am fucking disgusted. You know how it is. Like, that. You killers always have this fan base. But yeah, this okay. guy was okay. literally raping his daughter. And people were like, this... oh, you're misunderstood. It's okay. No, no, no. It's this... okay, sweetie. There are a lot of sick motherfuckers like Ted Bundy was probably, like, the main one who got the most letters and the most, like, um, female attention, I would say, anyways. Charles Manson, too. Charles Manson, yeah. Know, like, a lot of them. Um, but, even yeah, Ga- how even, do you... Even Gacy's fat, ugly ass Dude, got a bunch guy, of letters, too. This guy is literally worst, evil. He is, he he's is the evil. worst motherfucker he's I've ever heard of. and, like... <sighs> this is the worst guy out of every, like, serial killer, if you will, every whatever. And the thing is, he's not even, like... A full-on, like, just going out and killing people. No, like, he's And just... he's still the fucking worst. Like, I mean, like, he, he killed his his baby for sure. And, you know, he threatened to kill another chick. He possibly killed his mother. Yeah. So there's that too. But, like, there's no, like, 100% proof of he's anything. Not... So, yeah, I don't want to say serial killer, but I would just say. I would almost still call him a serial killer. Well, no, maniac. no, he's not. We'll just no, call him a not. maniac. He's definitely a killer of means, but. He's a killer, but so. This but is what the he worst. did is just unspeakable. Like, He's the unthinkable. worst. And just the fact that women are still reaching, that's fucking disgusting. Go yeah, want- fucking question your fucking self right now. You gotta think of if the type. If you're doing that shit. Think of the type of women. I don't that, even want like, to. I don't even want to. It's hard to believe that there are people like that. It's fucking crazy. Like, I support, like, people loving anyone. This shit is pissing but, me off right now, dude. Yeah, not that. I'm getting so mad. You want to get more pissed off? Not really. He but received over two hundred love letters, and this was within like a few weeks, because this was like all before he went into trial and stuff. I don't know what period of time this was over. It didn't say, but 
I assume it had to have been over a few weeks or a month because this was like all when this was like first coming out. And, you know, like, fortunately, he received much, much more hate mail than he did love letters. I wonder if we could write him hate mail. I'm down. I would send him, like, the worst I'll letter I'll send him some letters. I think he is, like, well, we'll get to it. Um, so, he's, he, yeah, I'll, I'll send him some hate mail. I'll, I'll figure this out. <laughs> we'll post it on our Instagram if we find out, like, where to send him hate mail. Yeah. We'll post it on our Instagram so everyone can get in on yeah, this. Yeah, all of our followers can all send him hate mail. Yeah, we could, like, if you're in Norway, if you're in Australia, if you're in Argentina, send this guy some fucking hate mail. Yeah. Like, it, it's all right. He, he deserves it. He needs more. Um, at this time, Joseph was desperately trying to prove insanity so that he could avoid life in prison. Rudolph stated that his client belongs in a psych ward and that if he felt that an expert opinion did not properly reflect the personality of his client, he would demand another expert examination. Fuck this guy, dude. He was literally just like, yeah, well, if you say that he's not crazy, I'm going to get someone else who is going to say he's crazy. Yeah. So fuck Rudolph. He's fucking worst lawyer ever, dude. All right, Bree, so are you ready for a bunch of... Joseph Fritzl interview quotes? Not really, but uh, go ahead. You'll never be ready. I grew up in the Nazi times, and that meant there needed to be control and the respect of authority. I suppose I took on some of these old values with me later into life. All subconsciously, of course. Yet despite that, I am not the monster that I am portrayed as in the media. I could have killed them all. Then nothing would have happened. No one would have ever known about it. There's the first one. When Meyer asked Joseph how he would describe someone who had kidnapped, raped, and locked his daughter away for 24 years, Joseph replied, On the face of it, probably as a beast or a monster. So, is, I'm going to hold my comments till the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph was asked how much planning he had put into trapping his daughter. He was set... He, he was said. He said it must have been two or three years beforehand, around 1981 or 1982. So, hella premeditation. I don't get how this yeah. didn't, like, throw the insanity plea, like, immediately. Like, that's... Okay. Speaking in reference to Elizabeth, Joseph said, She ran away twice and hung around persons of questionable moral standards. First of all, who the fuck are you? Okay, back to the quote. <laughs> I probably shouldn't stop in the <laughs> middle of a quote, but fuck you. <laughs> who were certainly not a good influence on her. I always had to bring her home, but she always ran away again. I wonder why. That is why I had to arrange a place where I gave her the chance, by force, to keep her away from the bad influences of the outside world. Alright, so the last quote for right now. There's going to be more, but for right now. Joseph was asked if he wished he was dead now that he was caught, and remember this because it's going to come back later, and the world knew about his actions, to which Joseph replied... No, I only want redemption. I always knew during those 24 years that what I was doing was wrong. I must have been mad to do something like that, but nevertheless, I was not able to escape my double life. When I was upstairs, I was totally normal. I functioned well, I made money, took care of my family, and only consciously thought about when I had to run errands for my second family downstairs. If you guys saw Brie right now, she's literally- <laughs> she threw her hands up during that whole thing, and now she's just sitting here in shock. Dude. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. So this whole time he knew, like, well, no, he oh, yeah. knows what he's doing yeah. is wrong, and he just doesn't fucking care. No, he doesn't care. He just care. does not fucking care, dude. Nope, not at all. That fucking baffles me. It doesn't even baffle me. I'm at a loss. It for fucking, fucking pisses words. me off because it doesn't baffle me. Like, cause I, I, after reading about this guy so much, I know who he is. I know he doesn't fucking care. But no, it's just... hearing him just just knowing that he and said just all these talk things. Talk about it like he that. talks about it so casually. Like, and you know that he's not lying because he's saying exactly what is on his mind. Like after he got caught, he was just kind of like he kept it low key for so long, and once he got caught, he was just like, "Well, this is it." Yeah, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna tell everyone because this is what I've wanted to tell everyone for years." Like, he's almost getting praised for it. You know that he was eager to brag about it. Like, once it finally came out, this was probably a relief to him. He was probably so happy to brag about it because he's proud of himself. He is totally proud of what he did. Like, he thinks that he did right and he protected his daughter. Because he he thought she was his wife. 
I literally can't wait till this episode is over. Like, yeah, dude, say like I'm, my stomach's my stomach's hurting. Yeah. Bit. Oh my god. Okay, so hey, you know what my first note says right now? It says on a lighter note. So hopefully, <laughs> I just read that. Right hopefully, now. it's actually getting lighter because I'm having a bad time. <laughs> On a lighter note, the Fritzl family received tons of letters of encouragement from citizens of Amstetten, and in return, Elizabeth and all of her children spent two days making a huge colorful poster board with rainbows, happy faces, hearts, and nothing but happy things to be displayed in a store window in the Amstetten town square. Okay, it actually is getting happy. Yeah, this is pretty happy. <laughs> so, you know, that... There you go. go. There you go, guys. I hope you (laughs) didn't puke yet. They all separately wrote their own individual messages, thanking the town for all of the support they had sent them, speaking of the dreams, of their dreams, what they're happy about, and all that good stuff. Though they received much support from the townspeople, they were still severely harassed by media. So, okay, so back to the bad stuff. That was, that was a very, <laughs> that was quick, that was a very quick light note, but back to the bad stuff. <laughs> so they were in the process of receiving new identities at this point because it was yeah. obvious that they were not going to be able to live in peace. On Thursday, May 15th, Kirsten woke up from her coma because during all of this oh that happened, God. she was still in a hospital bed. Like, she was a vegetable for a good while. Uh, Kirsten woke up from her coma after nearly three months. I think it was closer to two, but I didn't get an exact timeline on it. Okay. Um, she didn't suffer from any brain damage, thankfully, and no. Elizabeth arrived immediately to see her daughter. Kirsten had to learn how to swallow and speak again after being taken off of her respirator, and she was given a CD player and headphones to comfort her during her recovery, which I think is was pretty sweet. Yeah. She never had music before, so she wasn't really... Like, she had a... Must have she, been amazing, she, dude. I know. Could you imagine never listening to music and then just, like putting on headphones and listening to music for the first time as an imagine? adult like yeah that's she was 19 mm-hmm. like like at, at 19 like i'd already listened to so much music yeah like that's when i was like really like find out like oh i like this and this and this, this, and this and there's like, this and there's that and uh she during her recovery she listened to robbie williams you ever listen to him no i have not okay so i looked him up you would hate him <laughs> You would not like him at all. Like, I was very confused by what I was watching. Like, at first I was like, is this country? And I was like, no, it, it's pop. And then I looked and then I looked at another video and I was like, wait, this is pop rap country? What? I, I don't know. We're going to have to look this up. Can we, if we could, like, post a Robbie Williams song or, like, part of it on, like, our, <laughs> like an Instagram. Robbie Williams, give us permission. <laughs> Please. I, I wish I could just play something right now, but, yeah, you... You, you'll listen to yeah. it. I tried to listen to a full song like while I was uh, doing this to kind of like get myself in her headspace. And I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I respect that you like him, but I I couldn't do it. Or not Elizabeth, Kirsten. Kirsten, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I I couldn't do it. I tried to like get in her headspace. I was like, you know, I'm gonna listen to this while I'm finishing up my notes. And I was like, uh, I was just listening to, like the Grouch right before like some underground rap. <laughs> and I went to that and I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go back to the old headspace that I was in because like, I was. Wor- I liked my previous. Headspace. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was working Send a lot better before. I was flowing. <laughs> Robbie Williams, it's not my thing. Okay, so now that we're done talking about this country rap weird singer for two minutes, Kirsten really enjoyed her her him because she enjoyed seeing him on the television. Apparently, when she was inside, so she was kind of familiar with him. So, she, of course, when she heard about music, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna look up this guy." Um. And she was seen, I really like this, she was seen joyfully dancing to his music while she was in her Aww. hospital bed, like, and she would listen to him until, like, three in the morning, apparently. Like, they couldn't get her off of listening to music, because she was just sitting there, like, dancing in her bed. And she said that she wanted to go to a, um, to a Robbie Williams concert, like, Aww. when she was okay. I mean, it almost makes me want to cry right now. I know, right? Like, when I was reading like, that. Like, my eyes just, like, I have. I know. My eyes are watery. <laughs> I know. It, it's so, it's so sweet, honestly. Yeah. Like, the one good thing in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, so, on July 11th, Elizabeth was driven to a secret location to record a video testimony to present against her father in court. She described the atrocities she had succumbed to in her 24 years of imprisonment. She even described that Joseph would force her to watch pornographic tapes with him and would force her to reenact scenes with him. Gross. Fucking gross. If she refused, Joseph would shut off all the lights in the cellar for days. Emphasis on the days. And, like, you know, there's no windows in there, so it was pitch black. Yeah. I'd assume. 
Can't imagine, like, how dark that would be. That's probably fucking terrifying. And during this time, he would refuse to bring in food for Elizabeth and her children. So he would pretty much just punish everyone. He was like, if you don't do this with me, like, you know, she probably didn't care that much at that point. Like, she probably would have, you know, fought back a little bit. But she was thinking of her children. She was like, I can't do this. Are you? I am. My back itch is really bad and I can't reach it. Bree is scratching her sweaty back <laughs> with my vaporizer that I put I'm on my mouth. So, I'm not sweating that much. And I'm not scratching my back. It's like my shoulder. I'm so upset. Anyway, she described that Joseph was a dictator in the cellar and he would mentally and verbally abuse the children if they didn't act the way he wanted them to. She said that he would tell them that if they tried to escape, a toxic gas would be spread into the cellar and they would all die. So I think I mentioned this before, but I'm mentioning it again just because... This is the kind of shit he would say to them when he was, like, verbally abusing them. He was like, if you try to fucking escape, if you try anything, you're gonna fucking die. <sighs> she spoke of her son dying in her arms after only three days of life and how he emotionlessly disposed of the body. So this was all pretty much on the videotape among a lot of other shit. I tried to find this tape, but I don't think it's anywhere. It's, like, no, it shouldn't. Yeah, be. there's and it and that's fine. Like, yeah. if it was out there, I'd listen to it. But no, yeah, I'm fine with it not being there because I'm sure it was really fucking personal. Because actually, when when she read it out loud, I think that's when Joseph kind of just gave up. He was like, "Well, yeah." He was like, "What?" Well, he because he saw the video in court. And he was just like, "Well, what can I do now?" Fucking piece of shit. After the testimony, Kirsten and Stefan didn't want to testify against their father. Which, before I even get into this, I don't even get how they can even ask them to testify at that point, because they... They had no idea. They have no understanding of anything, anything in, yeah. the, in, in the world. They only knew what was in the cell. That... Like, like there, there's no way in their mind that they would testify as their father, because they, they don't even know what that fucking means. Yeah, they have no idea. Like, like I'm, and sure they they, just... I'm sure they have a kind of knowledge, because I mean, they, that... they were educated. They weren't stupid at all. Like, their not only educated that... them, but they weren't in the world. Not only that, but they didn't see anything wrong about what was happening. No, like, they're literally victims that have... They haven't lived anything else. Like, I don't get that at all. That pissed me off That's just reading fucking that to stupid, begin with. yeah. That just pissed me off. It's so ridiculous. And this apparently proved troublesome for prosecutors as their testimony was needed to further prove the manslaughter case against Joseph, which I don't fucking get. He already faced charges for rape, incest, abuse, and incarceration of Elizabeth. But unlike the American legal system, Austrian law does not allow cumulative uh, sentences, which pretty much means that it was possible that Joseph could get off with a mere... I almost said 20, 10 years in prison because he would pretty much just get charged for the One worst the worst charge and he, he'd get charged for the other ones, but he wouldn't be able to be sentenced any longer for the other crimes, which I don't fucking get. That's fucking... I hope I, they change that. I really hope I'm they change sure that. I'm pretty sure they did after this. I didn't like read for sure if they did, but I'm pretty sure I remember reading that they changed a lot after this, which, yeah, change a lot because you're fucking up. Throw the whole country away. Literally. Thankfully, after prosecutors saw Elizabeth's testimony, a substantial amount of evidence was presented and Joseph would be in prison for life. And also note, the death penalty is not legal in Austria. And it hasn't been for, like, upwards of 60 years. So he's just gonna rot in there? Yeah, pretty much. Elizabeth and her family had been living in a villa, and less than a month after moving in, Elizabeth kicked her mother, Rosemary, out. She started to question how she had not known that she was trapped under her house for 24 years, why she had not looked for her harder than she for her harder than she did, and why she had never left her husband after his rape conviction, why she had never protected her when she was being raped and abused by her father, and a few days later, Rosemary was supposedly looking for an apartment, living off of $600 a month, and had lost 50 pounds. Rosemary's sister, Christine, told a Swedish newspaper that, quote, Rosemary is a victim herself, and she cannot understand why she isn't receiving help from anyone, unquote. Three days later, Rosemary announced that she was divorcing her husband. Eventually, Rosemary and Elizabeth forgave each other, though they are not very close. They still keep in contact. Okay, so back to the question we were on earlier 
I do still believe that Rosemary's innocent. Yeah, by the I end do. of this, I do. And I, I felt, I felt, bad I feel really I, bad for her. Yeah, I felt bad when I heard she got kicked out. I mean, there is. I'm not saying I 100% think that she didn't know. There's still like a a good 25% doubt in my mind. But I don't know. Like hearing about her nervous breakdown, and hearing about like her, you know even her sister saying she's a victim, and hearing about how naive she was and how she just kind of lay down like she literally watched her husband like fuck another girl in front of him in public with her friends around yeah, and no, then just walked was, away humiliated so uh, that's a that's a broken person hearing that story like especially that one i feel like that kind of paints a picture in my head the most because it's like she really was just fragile she was trapped and she was naive and yeah. she was probably scared so i don't know like after hearing all this like it made me feel bad like hearing that she got like you know kicked out and she was like she went back to Abstraza. Uh, to like get some of her stuff and like she was harassed by photographers and stuff and she went there to get her stuff and leave it's like it never ends i don't know where she lived like when she was looking for an apartment either and i mean i totally like i totally 100 percent get what elizabeth did and i get her questioning it i mean you're trapped for 24 years yeah Yeah, you're gonna question you'd be angry angry. you'd have tons of questions you'd have tons of doubts in your mind so i don't blame her at all for what she did but I do still feel bad for Rosemary. Yeah. Like, hearing that she was just looking for an apartment, living off of $600, and, like, sad and scared, and, you know. She was. She, like, her sister's right. Like, she was 100% right. She was a victim, too. No, yeah, she was. She was totally a victim in all of this. So, I mean, that makes me feel pretty bad. So that's pretty much the end for uh, Rosemary's part. Um, Before it was set in stone that Joseph Fritzl was going away for life, it was said that the rape charge was thought to be problematical, in the sense that Elizabeth had testified that she had not fought Joseph off during his rape attacks. Let that set in for a It is her fucking father. And also... She had no fucking choice. She's imprisoned. Yes, she's chained up. She had no fucking choice. She's not chained up, but, you know, she's she's locked up. Well, well, she was chained up in the beginning. Yeah. But they're talking about over the course of 24 years. They're not just talking about the initial, like... They're saying that it they could it could be problematic proving that it was actually rape because she didn't fight back for twenty four years. What was she supposed to do? Where are you gonna go? What the fuck was she supposed to do? This yeah, is like, so stupid, dude. Yeah, these prosecutors in this case and like everyone involved. Oh my like, god, legally, this makes me so mad. Yeah, yeah, you're all fucked. You're all fucked. Um. So in two thousand nine, Joseph was charged with murder, rape, slavery, incest, abuse, and imprisonment. Joseph Fritzl is now 84 as of today. He has changed his name, or not as of today, but, you know, yeah. in this year. Um, he has changed his name and resides in Austria's Kremstein Prison. I don't know, probably not pronouncing that right, for the criminally insane. As of March of this year, it has been reported that his health is declining rapidly. And this is what I said, remember it earlier? He finally wishes to die. So remember how he was first asked? Like, if he felt like he wanted to die now that everyone knew, and he was like, no. Just want redemption. Now he wants to. He wants to die now. Because he finally realizes after, like, 11 years that he's not getting out. Because for the longest time, he told everyone, he was like, no, I'm I'm going to get out. Everyone's going to realize that, you know, I did the right thing. So, fuck you, Joseph. You're not getting out. So, hopefully, Joseph will die soon. But, unfortunately, um, if he's still alive in 2024, he has the possibility of parole. Which I don't get. I just found that out, like within a couple he he won't ago. he won't i don't think he will there's I hope not. no no way not this day and age dude there's no fucking way you never know that, and if dude. there is you never there's know, gonna so be an outrage he's dude. already lived for a while like it it pisses me off to know that he was given the possibility of parole it makes me the part that makes me so mad is the fact that yeah he's in prison and his health is declining but he still does not see what he did wrong like, he yeah. will never well, learn his fucking lesson. Well, actually, um, he reportedly has dementia now. Okay, so, I mean, like, well, now he doesn't... I don't know if he thinks anything of anything. He's kind of just... Fuck, like... That old thing of him wishing he was dead, it was, like, a little bit before he developed dementia, like, pretty recently. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. Like, in, think, until he developed it, like, I don't know what his state no, is now, I don't but think, he... I don't think that he was wishing he was dead because of what he did. No. No, he, it he wasn't. He didn't want to no, be in prison it wasn't anymore. Because he... Yeah, it's because he was the prisoner. Yeah, now. he was. Yeah, That's exactly he was what. over it. Yeah, no, it wasn't because. Yeah, he never felt remorse, like, ever. Still doesn't, I'm sure. I don't know. He might be crazy now, but still. Um, so I have one last quote 
from Joseph for this episode that pretty much just sums him up even more so than we already have. I was born to rape. I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. What worse could you do? I was literally just about to say that. Like, what can be fucking what? worse? I wa- I'm so over this episode, dude. Like, I want to know what in his mind could be worse. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Like, are you? I literally don't want to know. Fucking kidding me. So, got a little more left. Uh, that's the end for Joseph. We're not talking about him anymore. Fuck him. Fuck him. Never speaking of him again. I'm not even going to say his name again. I hope not. <laughs> So, Elizabeth now lives in a completely secrete and secluded town, only referred to as Village X. It's fucking crazy. Like, it has a straight code name. Like, yeah. that's how secret this wow. place is. Elizabeth lives with all of her children, now aged between 17 and 31, who all sleep in rooms with the doors permanently open, yeah. as per their request, pretty much, um, after suffering intense trauma from their li- from their years in the cellar. Their home is kept under constant surveillance patrolled by security guards and any trespasser lurking nearby is picked up and taken away within literal minutes damn like that's how secure this place is the only villagers in the town are police affiliates um one reporter who tried to get near the village was quickly surrounded by people who said and i quote they don't want to talk to you they don't want to see you please get out of here so i mean like they're they're being protected which is good good to know other residents say that uh, for what they have been through, they're in extremely good shape. Ex- Elizabeth fell in love with a bodyguard named uh, Thomas Wagner, who is 23 years younger than her. Um, and this was in uh, 2009, a year after she escaped captivity from her father. So even though she lost 24 years of her life, she is so fucking strong. She pulled through, yeah. She pulled through after all this. And it's kind of crazy that she's... I don't know, like, she's dating someone 23 years younger than her. Like, you could tell, like, she... Yeah, no. She lost that part of her life, and she's taking it back. We didn't talk about it on air, though, but... She's not taking it back, but she's kind of, like, reclaiming her youth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reclaiming her youth, That's what I meant, like... That's what I feel like, you know, like, she's, like, I'm making up for lost time. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope she's... I hope she's doing okay. I hope she's happy. I hope she's doing really well. Yeah. Thomas uh, Wagner, you better be treating her right, dude. Or we'll come down there, dude. Dude, I'll... Okay. We'll find this village. I'll X. find village X, and I'm gonna get kicked out immediately. But I'm gonna at least say that <laughs> we're I, gonna try. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried to give you the old one-two. <laughs> the old power right in the kisser. I was gonna say the old power right in the kisser. Power right in the kisser. Power right in the kisser. All right. So last thing that I have on this fucking god awful notepad that I should probably delete from my hard drive because I'm gonna yes, be put on a just... government watch list. <laughs> Uh, the Upstraza 40 apartments have now been repurchased and remodeled. Most of the cellar has been filled with concrete, but the staircase leading in and one room still remain. And I'm just going to say, what the fuck? Why didn't they Why? tear this place down? And burn it. Tear this fucking place down and fill it in. Like, they were talking about, like, you know, they were going to, they were talking about filling in the cellar with concrete. They were like, oh, so maybe, like, we're going to see if we're going to do it right now. Why did and they then, leave the one yeah, fucking room? And this was an article from, like, a this was like an update like this year or last year, I think. Like this was recent. That is so, so stupid. That whole place is literally remodeled and they were like, oh, this place has a new opportunity for growth. And I'm like, no, no, destroy that place. I would never live there. Nope. I would never want to be near that place. That's fucking disgusting. That's fucking awful. Fill that place in because that is terrible. No, just reduce it to dust. Yeah, exactly. Blow, Make it unlivable. Literally like, like nuke that fucking area, yeah. like controlled bomb it. Because what the fuck? Like, I'm sure that place just has, like, the worst vibes in the world. I wouldn't want to be there. Can't even imagine. Yeah. So, we are done with Joseph Fritzl. Fucking finally. I'm glad. We made it, guys. I hope well, you- <laughs> yeah. Me and Caleb made it. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I hope you guys made it. I had to deal with a lot of this. I literally felt sick to my stomach a few times during this episode. Like, If, if you didn't make it, it's all good. Well, Sorry, you won't I, be hearing this, so... Whatever. I understand, yeah, you wouldn't hear this if you didn't make it. So, they just fast-forward to the end, they're like... Oh, okay, yeah, Bree says I'm good, so I'm yeah, good. Yeah, Bree said I'm good, so, like... I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go to sleep good. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go eat my donut, I'm gonna go, gotta go, to, gotta go to work. <laughs> Working 9 to 5. <laughs>
<laughs> all right guys so i hope you guys learned something uh i actually like already knew a lot about this case but i learned a lot more i learned a shitload. i and learned so much yeah i'm not happy about a lot that i learned probably could have went without knowing some of it because it pisses me off um yeah i need to smoke i'm stressed out <laughs> Fucking ripping my hair out over here, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so this was Horror Soup. I hope you had a good time. This is the end of our Joseph Fritzl episode. We're gonna go back to well, actually, I'm not even gonna say anything because we're we just we're not, we're just gonna put out the episodes however the fuck we feel like it. Honestly, yeah. Because I think that feels best. Like it, if we, it feels better than being on a tight schedule and having it so like by the book. Yeah, you know? I don't like, think we need a schedule. I think we're just kind of like because we're gonna keep doing bonus just episodes. Go, just go week by week. Man. Yeah, like sometimes we'll do true crime, like. If you guys send me messages and you tell me, like, what you want to hear, like, I'll definitely... I'm not going to say, like, that I'm going to do it, like, right off the bat, but I will definitely put it on my list. We'll discuss it, it, and we're going to figure out what we're going to do. We'll probably... Either way, we'll get to it eventually. Like, we're going to keep fucking going. So, mm, yeah. That's about it. Um, Instagram, at Horror Soup. Twitter, at Horror Soup Sucks. Facebook, Horror Soup as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, We We have a Facebook, right? Yeah, I don't think anyone goes on it, but I don't. I mean, I don't one. go on it. Yeah, so. like I, I mainly just go on the Instagram. So I mean, like, yeah, that's probably a place to the be. Instagram. If, if people start going on other things, and you know, I'll I'll pay attention. I will, but no one's gonna because I mean, I'll pay attention. I just horror there hasn't been a... soup sucks. All right, Bree. So uh, this is the end. Some. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, I fucking hate this podcast and I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs>